start talking about the Matrix, I'll do the oh, intro. I was in um, I was in kindergarten when the Matrix. Oh show. my god! Shut the fuck up! Ew! I hate you. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> I remember I was like little, little. I remember like we were on the playground, the slow motion shit and stuff. Like I was, oh my god, you would pretend Matrix. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh my god, I think I grew a gray hair just listening to you say that. What do you mean? You're at kindergarten when the Matrix came out? It's a 20-year-old oh movie. It's old. Time is, um, time is a construct, and that ish happens crazy fast, because, yeah, 20 years ago is, yeah, yeah what, 2001? So, yeah, it's ah, a long time. Weird. Long ass um, time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hello. the Best Friend Show. Um, my name is Katrina Davis, and this is a podcast where I get to interview best friends. Um, today, I have with me two people that I'm very excited to finally get to interview. Uh, Niles Absent and Chaz Carter. What's Hello. up? Thank you so much. Also, <laughs> sorry so. that I'm dabbing like a pastor. I just washed my hair, so there's water dripping in my eye. Oh, no. You are not <laughs> you alone. Looking, I was you looking real Baptist right now. I know. It's <laughs> apple cider vinegar rinse in my eye. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. goodness. It's fine. But, yeah, thank you both so much for joining me for this podcast about friendship. Tell, uh, Introduce yourselves to everyone. Hello, my age, name is Chaz. Before beauty. Wow. <laughs> That's why I be telling everybody he's 30 when they ask me how old he is. I've had several people ask me how old Niles was. I was like 30. <laughs> you a piece of shit. Niles' face. <gasps> I thought we he were looked, friends. You've been telling people looked, I'm 30. That's fucked up. I'm 26. Looked, That's fucked he up. He looks so disrespectful. <laughs> so Just casually telling I'm, people. He's, he's I'm definitely 30. tweeting about this later. Yeah, the pettiest <laughs> thing Chaz would do is casually tell people you're 30. <laughs> I've had a few people ask me. They're like, how old is Niles? I'm like, yeah, he's like, you know, 30. <laughs> Chaz, knowing damn well he's nowhere near 30. No, he's just... nowhere near 30. Anyone listening, he's in he's 26. Just... And Chaz <laughs> is mad. Stop it. Cause cause he likes to remind people at every turn that I'm like what like older than him. He likes to do that at every turn. And he does it in these like passive like subtle manners when people are like, oh well, how old is Chad? Oh, this nigga's like 30. What are you like 40? I was like, fuck you. <laughs> He always does that. When people ask him my age, he rounds my age up all the time. One time he told someone in front of me that I was 38. <laughs> I to him. Okay. So mad. I Sorry. I, I just, sometimes the numbers just get jumbled, you know. Yeah. So he's telling people he was. Now. <laughs> he always be aging me. <laughs> like, I'm not that old. Chaz is not that close to inviting us to a party where we all have to wear white, okay? <laughs> Oh my god. That's so funny. Oh. <laughs> well wait, okay, so if everyone can't tell, Chaz and Niles are both comedians, but how else would you introduce yourselves? Uh I am 
uh, my second favorite person from Florida behind you. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it's weird because I feel like when you're a stand-up comedian, it takes up so much of your identity sometimes that sometimes, like, you don't – I don't get asked a lot what I – what I am or do outside of what I do. So like a lot of times I just be staring at people like I, I, I'm a barista. I don't know. What do you I um I definitely tell people uh that I don't want to talk to comedy about that I'm a writer. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. So I, I think, think that's that, what um, my default would maybe go to. Like, would you call yourselves a writing team? Yeah, yeah. We pitched our first TV show together, so yeah. 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 Emphasis, emphasis, emphasis on pitch because we we didn't get to make it. So <laughs> yet, okay. yet. Miles, exactly. Who gets to make their first one? That's like some Apple shit. Anyway. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. The, or yeah, like you're somebody, something, whatever. I now know the feeling of people having the conversation with you where they're trying to figure out how you got something. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. And like the moment it clicks for them, and you feel like the release of tension in the conversation because they're not as mad because they're like, oh, well, that's all that happened. Like you can feel when people do that. So I'm sure kids who are like, Oh, well, and then, you know, my uncle, whatever. And people were like, oh, okay. And just, like, take yeah. the conversation in some really petty, but also, like, more upbeat, magically place. Like, all of a sudden, the person. Yeah. How did you two meet? Like, do you remember when you first met? I don't remember, like, the exact moment, but it was definitely just, like, hidden open. I do remember. Um... Yes, we met in the summer of 2016. We both were just starting out stand-up. Um, when I first met Niles, he was a little standoffish. Um, <laughs> he was. When I first met him, he was just very much like, like he kind of reminded me of a younger version of myself where like whenever I meet new people, I'm not mean, but I'm just not very much like, hey, how's it going? Da -da -da -da. I'm very like reserved until I get a good feel of who you are. And so like the first few times we met, it was very like, casual like passerby conversation because yeah. we met through arthur um arthur oh. hamilton introduced us because me and him we me and niles both became friends with arthur at different periods of like us starting and so he was the one that like brought God. us together because I, I, I remember i definitely remember like one mic yeah. that was like waiting in line or something and like you waved at me and i was like i just kind of like gave you the head now you like walked over you like nigga you know me <laughs> so, like, I Shit. Right, <laughs> I really did. <laughs> he gave me this like he gave you that wave that you give someone when you don't really want to talk to them, but they're just there and you've already made eye contact. Like I was like, nigga, you know me. That's the funniest like shit ever. <laughs> don't do me like I'm your friend's you know, old like, girlfriend in the mall. Like we're friends for real. That is so awkward. Uh, yeah, when you see somebody <laughs> partner, like you're still friends with them. Cause like you know exactly. exactly like you can't bring up the elephant in the room. It's a really big elephant. You just gotta like, it's no, no. Especially if they I... broke up on bad terms. It's like, do I speak? Do I just act like I don't see them? And then when you guys lock eyes, you have to speak exactly. now because they saw that you saw exactly. them. Exactly. The worst. Which, Chaz, <laughs> if you were that ex, you would go up to that your ex's friend and be like, "Hi, good to see you." <laughs> 
And me, I would just act like I didn't see. I would just act like. Find a way to nonchalantly lift up your shirt to show your six pack. Like, be like, well, I'm going to head out. Oh, it's good to see you. Uh, but I do like that break in the initial of a friendship. Like, I have a friend that I'm friends now. I'm friends with from college. But our inside joke as friends is just screaming, I want to be friends with you. Because she kept being like, oh, like, you should come over and smoke. And I'd be like, yeah, like, I'll come over. I'm, like, working on stuff, whatever. Like, I was just busy and, like, not really. Like, people will ask, you know how, like, you don't know how much someone means it when they ask you to hang out? Right. And so you're just like, yeah, whatever. We'll hang yeah. out. But we could also not hang out and I would be fine. Right. And she finally yeah. just texts me in all caps, I'm trying to be friends with you. And I was that's hilarious. Okay, and that was like the first time we hung out, so then like we would randomly hang out and she would just be like, I'm trying to be friends with you. And I'd be like, oh my God, fine, Katie. Like, I'll come over. But it's nice when you meet someone that just is like, shut the fuck up, we're friends. Yeah. Like, they kind of just... Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, I really, I, I definitely did like, kind of like, impose a friendship onto him when I met him because I was like, we're going to be friends. I'm new, you're new, I don't know the rest of these niggas, so we're going to hang out. Because I, I was trying to find it definitely, friends, because I just started stand-up. Yeah, I didn't we kind of like, trauma bonded through open mics, because it was just like, we got two we new really niggas, <laughs> we don't really know anybody like that, you know, we figuring this shit out, so it definitely kind of like, it was like, all right, yeah. we'll fine, we'll be friends, why not? We definitely bonded over the fact that, like, no one was talking to us <laughs> in the beginning. Like, no one was like... They were very much like people were being cordial for the most part, but like people were definitely treating us like we were new. Like people, a lot of comics I'm cool with now didn't even look my way when I first started. <laughs> Probably because I bombed a lot in the beginning. I was terrible at stand up when I first started. Jesus. Well, that's what I was gonna say. One, Chaz, I'm pretty sure you and I, Adam, Mike, have talked about um, mm. what you mentioned briefly in the beginning, which is like I'm not gonna be like top shelf gregarious when I'm not right. when I don't know the space so like not in a shy way it's like I'm literally feeling this out like I'm seeing what kind of people are mm -hmm. I'm observing yeah. so I'm not yeah. necessarily talking a lot or whatever it is but I always think it's kind of weird when like a new comic or somebody hasn't been around like that just starts all every, everybody's face yeah. trying to talk to everybody yeah. and it's like, it's uh, like back up weirdo <laughs> yeah yeah, I well, that's another thing I was going to say, Chaz, about you saying people that, like, you talk to now, not really talking to you then. Once I was here, even, and maybe, like, three or four years, I started hearing enough older open micers say stuff that, like, they didn't really realize they were saying. But they'll be like, yeah, well, uh, you know, people are just in and out of here anyway. Like, people aren't really, you know. Yeah. And it was really mm. just people don't talk to you because they don't want to like you. And then you were like, oh, I was just, like, not really in this for the long haul. Mm. And now they, like, lost a friend. So they will straight up, like, think you're cool but be like, eh, we'll see what your deal is. And then mm -hmm. once they see you for, huh. like, a year or so, be like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember the first time I saw you, I was mm -hmm. just see yeah. what your deal was like I, they're yeah. sensitive as fuck <laughs> yeah 
the first time I like actually did okay, like at a mic, it was Aston Wallace like came and talked to me. It was the first time a comedian over thirty had ever even looked in my direction. And then he was like, he was like, people being weird to you. And I was like, yeah, man. He's like, well, you like just got here. Be, do this in yeah. years. Everybody, will yeah. You. And I was like, thanks, man. Yeah. He was like the, yeah, uh, like the first like old uh, like person that was like actually nice to me. Like I'll I'll never, forget. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, I love Aston. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Aston was like the first person to like be nice. To me. <laughs> Aston's like one of my favorite people. Aston was one of my first friends He's here. like one of my favorite my people. My first birthday He's a great guy. here, I went to yeah. the Lexington mic and was like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. I just, like, don't have anything to do because I've been here, like, you know, five months. And so we ran mics together. Me, him, and Haiti hit a bunch of mics together. Nice. And then Aston nice. got me tacos after the <laughs> old booker from the comedy store compared me to Wanda Sykes. It was, a great, it was a great birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Johnson was there. We were all just sitting in the crowd, and he was like, "What are your favorite comics?" I was like, "I like like Pat Oswalt and Maria Bamford." And he was like, "What about Wanda Sykes?" I was like, "Well, yeah, like she's great, like, but what?" And he was just like, "Yeah, you should try to sound more like Wanda Sykes." And I was looking at Aston and Ashley being like, "Where did y'all just make me pay five dollars for box wine to listen to this man?" And Ashley, Ashley Johnson's just dying laughing, like just like this guy. It was so funny. Great, great, great first birthday. That's but yeah, Aston is a very nice yeah comic, and I feel like he can maybe yeah. since. Maybe he can just sense when really people cool. aren't fly by not night people, but like there are some older comics that you can tell this is like their friend base. Yeah. And they're very protective. Yeah. Like, mm hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Same. Well, the thing is, when now that I'm about six years in and I look back on that. I realized that I was just like taking it personal because I just like had this idea and the now that I'm like in it in it I realize that like yeah people like you just said people are just very protective of their space because a lot of times like you said people are just trying it out and then there are people who come into it who are fucking in like insufferable <laughs> who come in just like personality on like 20 like a lot yes. of crazy shit going on they're into a lot of drama they get into a lot of yes. bullshit very early on, and I'm like, ah. I was about to say, Chad, <laughs> even being in a space where you, as an adult, are trying to make new friends, and how quickly you can become enveloped in someone's <laughs> drama and bullshit. take all that yeah. on because they're your quote-unquote friend, but it's like, you, mm -hmm. like, they're your friend, but also you're just in a new place alone, and you've really only known them 90 days. Like, you don't have right. to be right. in, like, you can meet someone, realize that mm -hmm. they are, like, violently imbalanced, and bounce. Like, you do not have yeah. to make this your mm -hmm. whole thing for, like, no. your entire life in LA. So, I think there no. are people that are protective uh, for that reason, where they're like, I've gotten emotionally invested and then like lost half of my apartment to someone that needed to go to rehab for six months. So like, I'm going to hang back and see how all these new people act. Like I'm not trying to make any friends that fast. Listen, that part right there. I've had to, over the course of doing stand up, I've had to like literally like just 
altogether stop talking to people because I was just like, you're involved in a lot of shit that is going to derail what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> so I can't yeah. dealing with that because I have an end game. I have something that I want from this this respective field that we're in, and I can't do that if I'm attached to some drama with some comic doing or saying something inappropriate or da 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 and finding out that a lot of male comics are creeps definitely helped with that filtering process. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that? How do both of you feel about that as male comics? Is that like, I feel like that affects you probably way more and in a different way than it would for I mean, me. Yeah, it's, yeah. I just feel like it costs you nothing to be a decent person. It really doesn't. I don't understand, like, how people just, like, get wrapped up in shit like that. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, what is, I don't know. It's, for me, it, it's ridiculous. But I will say, I guess the upside to it is that when you see it happening, you know it helps you out. So you're like, okay, well, that's someone I don't want to be involved with or work with or do anything with. So a lot of the times, people be, like, removing themselves from the equation. People that I thought that I would, like, want to hang out with or be cool with, and then you get to know or you find out things and you find out those things are true, and you're like, all right, maybe not. Uh, you're just someone that yeah, I'll I'm... probably, yeah, someone that I'll probably just say hi to in passing, but, like, as far as, like, hang out. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm, I'm definitely not. more selective <laughs> with uh, the male comedians I surround myself with. Uh, especially over like the last absolutely. few years so it's just <laughs> absolutely definitely you just got to be smart about that it's just like anything in life just like you are the people you hang around so it's just like i try to see that and like i'm just yeah. i'm very tight-knit with the circle i have as far as like male comedians go so i just kind of try to keep that circle the same because i know what those niggas are doing so i just yeah do you feel <laughs> like you're put in bigger comedy social situations where you have to like leave a conversation or anything like that because people are like saying wild shit you don't yeah, I mean, it's, or it's anything happened before. Or... It's definitely happened oh, yeah. before like names oh, yeah. being brought yeah. up or something and it's yeah. like okay well I don't I don't want to be yeah. around this because I don't want somebody to be like well they was talking about this and Niles was there and he was like yeah. so was there yeah and so, and mm-hmm. yeah I've had comics around me not knowing or didn't realize that I was gay yet, which is straight up just like male, male comics at mics without even, I ain't, you know, I'm not gonna put nobody on blast, but just like, I've been around comics who like didn't realize that I was gay yet. And would just like start saying like wildly homophobic shit around me. (laughs) And the thing is, I never, I'm not the one, I like, I'm never the type of person to turn around like, guys. Quit it out, cut it uh-huh. out, and the reason why, and and there have been some a couple of comments that I have checked about it, but I pick and choose my battles because sometimes when you're in this this field that we're in and you're at a mic, and a lot of times I'm just there to do my work on my shit and leave, so it's like a lot of times I'm not if I I pick and choose when I'm wanting to argue with somebody about some dumb shit that's being Absolutely. said. More often than not, I'll just walk away because I'm like right. it ain't worth. A lot of times it's not worth it. Yeah, I just came here to do a three, do my three to five minute set. I'm not, especially when early when I first started, and you know you get introduced to a lot of older comics who have a very set in their ways mindset, and it's not. Some of them I don't feel like are just flat out homophobic. I just feel like they're just ignorant because they're older, <laughs> so like you you know they say shit around you and you're like okay all right well. I shouldn't be hanging around with you anyway. You're almost my dad's age. So. <laughs> yeah, like, I would argue with him about stuff like this, too. So, right, yeah, right. I would argue with my right dad. on point. Yeah. Yeah. 
there are sometimes, depending on what was said around me, I have like couldn't just let it slide and would say something. And then there are times where I'm like, this isn't worth it. You're not worth it. I'm going to walk to the other side of the bar. <laughs> most, most, most comedy beef is, is never worth it. Like, if somebody doesn't like yeah, yeah, because like comedians that don't like me or I don't like them or something happens, I just like forget you exist and just move that, on. Like, yeah, like, no there are so many of us. It'll be like, who? Oh, I love the feeling of legit forgetting that someone exists that would like be negative, and then someone brings them up and you're like, who? Oh shit, I forgot they were still even taking up CO2. Like literally forgot you were on this planet altogether, which is totally fine. Like I hope you forgot yeah. about me too, but it's like the idea of sitting, like you said, outside a mic, trying to change that person's mind for, for an hour. When you can just, like you said, Chaz, go home. I feel like I picked that battle based on how much I know or thought I respected that, that person. Yeah. Now, if it's somebody like I really if respect, it's somebody it's like, that I su I'm surprised that they said it or something. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I will. Like, I will very easily also be like, even five minutes into hearing somebody say something stupid outside of mic, just because I'm getting, I'm gonna be an old black lady soon, and I can only hear you say so much stupid shit before I'm like, no, I can't let you walk around mm -hmm. being this dumb. Right, but then, like, like you said, five minutes in, it's like you drink a fifth before eleven a.m. every day. Like, why am I spending so much time trying to change your mm -hmm. mind? Like, who is the person that you're actually even talking to? And not that that would diminish someone's value as a person, but it's just like, how lasting of an impression am I gonna make? Exactly, right and I think it's right this person is not in a place to have their no, mind no. changed like this is dumb, no and maybe. i think there's a lot of comics who say ignorant shit like that they you don't even have to say anything half the time because they be their own undoing most of the time so it's just like why yes you can say so much more with your silence because that's another thing too i feel like i've noticed being a little bit older even maybe at mike's is like you can just say a lot with your body language and just it, not responding uh -huh. at all and that discomfort will make them keep talking to where they look so stupid it's like i didn't have to spend any energy like you said you did all the work yourself so now i can just see myself exactly anyway. exactly right so yeah that's part of the reason why when oh you meet people goodness. who are actually like decent good human beings and they're sane you're like okay no uh we're gonna be friends <laughs> like we're gonna be friends <laughs> yeah. that is another thing too i feel like people even when you go to different cities and do a set and people that are local will come up to you i feel like that's the vibe they're like oh you seem sane as hell what's up like they just yeah. are like oh i super fuck with you because you're yeah. saying stuff that logically Checks connects out. Checks out. <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie Checks i'm not out, even gonna yes. lie the first time the first few times i was i started hanging out with niles I was very surprised at how open-minded he was being from Mississippi. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to lie. When I first met him, I was like, I was like, being wow, this is a Florida, progressive ass. I, I, look, a lot of times, more often than not, if I can keep it a buck, when I meet black men from the South they and they're, and they're straight, they tend more often than not growing up or when I was around in the South, I would meet a lot of very ignorant straight black men 
who would just say uh, really wild shit. And it's just like, so meeting him, it wasn't like I was like, oh my God, you're capable of being, it was more like, wow, like I'm really, I'm really like pleasantly surprised at like how just like open mind progressive he is coming out of Mississippi. Cause I'm like, I just, I assumed, I expected him to just be like very much like Mississippi, you know? <laughs> so I was just like, I was think- like, is he going to be cool? Is he going to say some weird shit? <laughs> Does he know? Yes. No. no, but do you think that do you think that part of that was you expecting a southern black man that grew up when we were Niles's age in the south as opposed to that little click of difference? Yeah. Like you were ex- you were putting I was him putting him in, in a box of place like, of someone yeah. that was in like you were you were thinking of like a 90s black man yeah. ways in the south yeah, when absolutely. like we said before like niles was a matrix baby yeah i don't remember the <laughs> yeah. i don't remember the 90s no all, exactly but, yeah. i did i like just assumed he was gonna be like that have that kind of mindset and then i really and then it was like one of those things that yeah. also made you realize his age you're like oh well yeah of course like you know because a lot of the younger people are way more like progressive in terms of like they're not on these like old school, you know, menta- like the type of shit that we went to school with. Like growing up, when I was in high school, man, if I had a dollar for every time someone said some like violently homophobic shit around me <laughs> when I was closeted, very closeted, oh very goodness, closeted yeah. and terrified, terrified. Cause I, I spent mm-hmm. all of high school thinking that if someone found out I was gay, I was going to get beat up and bullied. Yes. Yeah. So I spent all my high school just um, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, what? <laughs> and I don't know, and I don't know what made me think of it this morning, but for some reason I was thinking about like you said being like growing up more actually in the '90s, growing up. And do you remember Matthew yes, Shepard, Chaz? Yeah. Matthew Shepard. Do you know who Matthew Shepard is? Not Niles. He was um, really- a closeted homosexual teen in like Wisconsin yeah. or somewhere or somewhere like in the Midwest and he was like attacked really and murdered put, like they strung him up yeah. on a fence it was, yes, terrible. it was like this horrible like he like took hours to die yeah. out there alone it was like this horrible thing and like MTV made yeah. a movie about yeah. it and that's when we were younger and so that was like if you were like the most socially aware on your own you like maybe gave a shit about Mm -hmm. Matthew Shepard and that kind of like beginning of teens caring about other teens being violent towards Mm -hmm. each other for being gay and that was like I don't like I had some friends that were out but they absolutely got Mm -hmm. in fights for it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and had to be like ready all the time Mm -hmm. guys and girls and bisexual girls that were goth but like already were being dismissed on that level where they were getting in fights too like everybody i know that was like some level of out in the 90s mm-hmm. fought absolutely yeah. absolutely so, i only knew two people um yeah i think that's different than what a lot Niles different probably yeah. grew up like. I didn't have any friend i didn't have any friends that were out growing up because it was mississippi, mississippi still, right but i do have this like uh, there's one this thing that stood out to me like I'll never forget. I was like maybe seven, and my parents we were driving to go pick up my grandmother from the train station. My grandma's one of those old black ladies that's scared of flying, so she'll take the train or yes, the Greyhound. Yes, my girl too. So 
we pulled up to the train station and my grandma's outside and she's like consoling this like chubby white guy that's like crying and stuff. And so my parents pull over and I'm like, yo, what's going on? And this 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 is white guy. He was he was gay. You, like I'm not I'm not gonna make say like you could tell, but like he even said he was gay. But like mm-hmm. he was kind of flamboyant. And uh, basically, what happened was some people were partying with him in New Orleans, and they were taking the train back to wherever they were going from New Orleans to Jackson. And they like beat him up, robbed him, took his shit. And he was just in Mississippi. He wasn't from Mississippi and didn't have any money or nothing. Oh. And so like I just remember seeing it. So I'm like seven. This is the first time. This is the first gay person I've ever met in my entire life. He's crying, got beat up and robbed, and I just remember my parents like giving him like all this money, and my grandma buying him some food, and then we got him on the train, and he went home. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was the first gay person I ever met, and that shit happened. So it's always been something that's like, like I don't like that shit. Like I've mm-hmm. like I've this, and I think that was like it was because of that moment mm-hmm. I saw that as a kid, and then I saw like my family like not make a thing yeah. that was right. in Mississippi. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like. A lot of times, like things like just stand mm-hmm. out to you as a kid, and then, yeah, uh, that, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that. I was like, yeah, the, Math- the Matthew Shepard thing was that's ooh. like so sad, but also yeah, beautiful is. because yeah. of the way your family yeah. reacted. But yeah, um, yeah, because my parents were just kind of like, why is Grandma talking to some white man outside? <laughs> so yeah, just, clearly oh. something happened because I don't know why this would naturally. Be this white dude is crying. And, what, yeah. did you, what did you and this pudgy white man connect over while you were waiting for us to pick you up? Aww. Aww. Right. Yeah, it that uh, man. Yeah, because what were you gonna say? Sean? Yeah, that was uh, stuff like the Matthew Shepard incident that happened. Those growing up for me, those were like the only the majority of the time when I would see any example of queer people trying to be out. It was always met with violence or death or some sort of mm-hmm. so yeah it was always this thing of like just terrified i was like damn because i i got to a point where i felt like and i know they would never do this but there was even po- points where i was becoming like paranoid about it in a way where i was like damn like if my straight guy friends found out would they turn on me would they all of a sudden like start like you know yeah kinda, but they think you know they didn't but like you know it i my mind was but like always like, seems like- that doesn't seem that way right. to be and worried so I about. was I remember being in high school just feeling like <laughs> terrified, like protecting that secret at all cost. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, so Well, I feel like do you feel I feel like you have benefited from Niles's youth in your friendship? Absolutely. In that way kind yeah. of Niles, do you <laughs> Niles, do you feel like you've benefited from Chaz? like having That's experienced just- certain things yeah even was- though you even though you started stand-up no because i seriously i started stand-up when i was 26 and i feel mm-hmm. like there are people that start when they're a yeah. lot younger yeah i was, so, I was starting 20. at the same time but being in different age things do you feel like you know what i mean yeah. Because I basically, like, started when I was 20, but then I started really doing it seriously when I was 21 because then I could get into the places to right. do the mics. But, no, like, being friends with Chaz definitely has, like, really influenced me a lot because it's, like, you know, I think culture and society have all these, like, things of, like, what masculinity is supposed to be and what being a black man is supposed to be and all that kind of stuff. And so when you're best friends with with somebody who literally their whole life is the opposite of what society tries to say this is what being a man is blah 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 but they're 
a man that nothing different about you it really makes you have to you reject all that kind of shit just off top like not even thinking mm-hmm. about it just by like osmosis almost it's not like he sits me down and is like this is what i went through in my life and this is how i it's just like you're just when you're friends yeah, with somebody you, you just, just know know, you just know those things those things up so it's, it's definitely kind of influenced the way i kind of move and in my life and it, it definitely like helps me realize like you don't have to be all these things people say what a man is. Like, I walk around in a My Little Pony sweatshirt because I just like it. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's just like, it's like if you don't like it, nigga, I'll beat you up. Like, I don't care. Like, we can still fight. Like, I don't I don't care. But I, will be, I will get your blood on my li- My Little Pony hoodie if you yeah. want to make it, it is, that way. It's like one of those things you really want to get beat up by a nigga yeah. in a My Little Pony sweatshirt right now. Like, that's really <laughs> So it's just like I, I love being friends with him because it's it's cool to it's like great to just be able to see things from like a whole different perspective and like especially just you grew up, he grew up in the south too so it's definitely like affected like my life for the better for sure just how I, I move like emotionally and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Aww, Appreciate yeah. you. Nigga. It's like just by existing, Chaz lets your brain like immediately negate a yeah. lot of. Yeah. things that would maybe even make you feel insecure yeah. about things on yourself that right. yeah i also nice. like that too like just Aww. being being friends with being friends with niles it i like that it just kind of like further like disrupts a lot of stereotypes of, that people have about the dynamic between a gay man being friends with a straight man uh, because when me and him first started hanging out right. there was so many male it was only male comics it was never it was never women comics who would ask me that yeah no woman has ever assumed we're male dating. comics all the time yeah, just like no. just like hey man what's up with you now hey man y'all hang out a lot it's like oh, we're, yes. we're fucking friends oh, we're friends he's my friend <laughs> now this is like a I brother i like see. hanging out with him the fuck like do you not like hanging out with your friends <laughs> Yeah, i can see that just because if i'm friends with a gay woman like not so much in la or now but honestly still now yeah. people will do it and be like oh that's like you know what i mean you and so so people have been like oh i yeah. thought that was your girlfriend forever like i thought that was your girlfriend no. and you're like no this is just a- <laughs> and I have, a, I have a really funny bit about it now so i appreciate you ignorant <laughs> niggas but it's <laughs> But it's definitely just like, are y'all serious joke, right man. now? Like, but I would always make the joke. I was like, hey, if niggas think, if niggas think I could get you, I must look pretty good. So I, hey, I'm doing it out here. <laughs> it's like, no, we're definitely, like, he's definitely, like, he's definitely a brother situation. <laughs> yeah. That's what, and like you said, Chaz, in terms of women. Women never, never ask us that. that. It's because. I'm sitting here being like, what the fuck would your dynamic be as a couple? Like, if Chaz was banking, like, in terms of, like, if Chaz just had, like, a house in the hills, I would be like, oh, maybe he just, like, boy-toying this shit. But it's like, no, they need each other. This shit is symbiotic. They're friends. Like, this is... No. I've seen you both be too openly critical of each other in a way that would make each other more fuckable to who you need to be fuckable to. To be like, like I've seen Chaz be like, Niles, what oh, the yeah. fuck? Oh, and yeah. like fix something in your beard or whatever. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, no, Jess is looking out for him in a very friend-like oh, yeah. way right now. No. This is not about I anybody's holes. Definitely, I have <laughs> definitely publicly have definitely gone in on just thinking about something. Because he's like a brother to me. And like a brother, I like my brother, my actual brother. Like, I'm not afraid to just be like, yo, wait, what are you doing? And like vice versa. And that, that level of accountability is what I feel like plays a huge part in why me and him have been able to go as far as we have in our stand-up. Because 
you need friends who are going to push you to like not be out here doing no dumb shit or looking terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like you need so so Ooh, yo. <laughs> people. I feel like like a not, I feel like a lot of comics. There's not enough comics who have friends who hold them accountable for dumb, stupid shit that they do. <laughs> yes, and I feel like you need those in yeah, life. Absolutely, but I feel like especially in comedy because we're doing those on a microphone mm-hmm. in front of people. So even right. more so you need it than like the average person who their friend that holds them accountable is just like maybe helping them keep their job as right. a bank teller. Right. But yeah. like, the more we do this, the bigger the consequences of us not having those kind of mm-hmm. friends can be. Yeah. And I, you can you can like tell you can look at like certain comedians like we all know and love the bigger their career gets you can tell <laughs> there's not ain't got no real friends <laughs> yeah you can tell there's people in their life not telling them like nigga like yes. every, every comedian needs somebody in their life like now why'd you say that <laughs> like no like you, you know, said you even that. when you can tell someone gets to the level where you can tell they're surrounded by people too invested in that person still liking them and keeping them like on their tab to tell them that they could be making a mistake right oh man but uh but yeah is there what do you think your favorite thing to do together as friends is that isn't comedy related hmm i like going to movies with them that's fun yeah yeah movies uh, road trips (laughs) He's like that friend that like I know that if we go do something very minimal, we're still gonna have a good time. You know, how, like you have certain friends where you're like you feel like you have to do you you feel like if you hang out, you have to do these grandiose things because your friendship is kind of like that's just what you like. He's one of those friends. Everything is like everything is everything's a thing. A thing. Like, everything we do is on the right, gram. right, right. And he's like one of those friends where it's like I know I can hit him up and we can be like, you want to go grab a bite? Yeah, yeah. Like some. Something as easy as like, or or like, you come over, smoke some weed, watch a movie, or something like that. You know, like those type of friendships, like where you're like, just like, like he's like family at this point. So, those yeah. are yeah. That, I think that's one of my I favorite have things. <laughs> I call that owl. One of my friends has a lot of friends that are the opposite of that, and so I always joke that when we hang out, I'm like, yeah, you don't post shit when we yeah. hang out. <laughs> like your story just goes dark. For a minute, because we ain't really doing nothing worth posting about. Like you're gonna get maybe one still yeah, out of this. Exactly. <laughs> There's gonna be some regular yeah. ass shit, and I love it. Like really? <laughs> no, I did. Uh, there was a on a previous episode. Katie French and Rachel Friedland said that they like to do returns together. <laughs> That's their friend. They like, yo, you wanna go? You wanna go stand in a line and return some shit with me? And it is like the most monotonous thing that is better once you have like someone to just sit with you while you're on your phone yeah. in line <laughs> doing it. It's like immediately a little bit. That is like the sign of a good friend, because like it's fun to just like tag along with yeah. friends when they're running errands. Like I love doing that shit. Like if somebody's gonna be like out all day. Yeah. To tag yeah. along, just yes. come hang out. I, I feel like Felicia does that with me when, like, she comes yeah. over. If she has nothing to do, I'll be like, "Yo, I'm so sorry, but like, I have to go to do laundry and Target." And she'll just like look at her phone and be like, "Nigga, I'm chilling." And it's like, "Yes, like, <laughs> we have to do nothing." Those are the best. Fr- those those end up being the best friendships because there's no pressure. You never feel like when you hit this person up that you have to hit them up proposing something every time, like. Hey, you want to go do this thing? You want to go to the bar? You just know I could be like, yo, just come over. Let's hang out. All right, cool. 
But also, um, I think uh, another reason why I think Niles really likes going to the movies with me is because he he can watch a really dramatic film and have emotions about it, and I won't judge him. Uh, it's a safe space. <laughs> M- movie, bu- movie buddy safe space. Niles does not like how you You ever watch Super... He gets sensitive in movies. You ever watch? You ever you ever tried watching really emotional, highly like highly dramatic movies with a bunch of straight men? <laughs> you be looking around uh, like this I scene have... makes me feel like I'm about to cry, but can I cry? Because these niggas are all super stoic, have no emotion. That's <laughs> just so watching funny. The movie. No, because anytime <laughs> I've watched one in a group, it was too action packed. It's normally something that involves oh, yeah. so many semi-automatic weapons that there's no chance of that happening. But one-on-one, right. I have tried to hide my tears from a man during a movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, I'm... I'm I can go see those, like, boring, like, Oscar-nominated films with him and shit. Like, I can't yeah. go do that with everybody. Cause like I even have a joke that like I like when he rides around with me because like I can like I can listen to Kaylani all day and not feel judged about it. Like I can just, yes! I can just put it on. Like, you can't have like one of the homies in the car and just have Kaylani on shuffle and shit. But I can't. Like, Why? Can't. You just can't. It just gets. What does it get too horny? No, it's just like nigga. Like don't play that in here with me. Like better play some future or some shit. Oh, God. But, oh, my, oh gosh, my God! Shut up. Toxic masculine. I didn't make it up. Future is the audio version of a seat between dudes in the movie theater. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's hilarious. Barrier, barrier. That's funny. That's so funny. It's so silly. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Is there anything that you two, even if it's like silly? in terms of not like a very deep thing that you disagree on, but like even if it's blue cheese or ranch, is there anything that the other friend likes that you just don't understand and you cannot get on the same page about? Mm. I don't know. We like a lot of the same food. Yeah, I was like, we, we, we're like, we, he's like not, Niles has never been someone who's like hard to agree with because we always end up liking or, or either liking a lot of the same shit or having a mindset very similar. Like, we're at that level of friendship where we're, like, thinking the same thing, but we're waiting on the other person to say it. And then one of us will say yeah. it, yeah. and then he'll be like, oh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I feel like it's very rare that we disagree on something. Um, huh. I yeah, I can't really. That's weird. I think the only thing, maybe the only thing that I'm, like, I wouldn't say I disagree, but I maybe like I'm on his ass about it. Maybe like just making sure he has like proper condom usage because I just keep having this. I keep feeling like we're gonna be like at like I just have this feeling we're gonna sell our TV show and some chick's gonna show up pregnant with this dude's baby because Niles has been on a little trek. <laughs> what? Is it? Look. <laughs> Nah, I need look. We need this needs to be talked about on air because it's not just him. I have so many friends older than me that just feel the, the need time. that if we're in the group, just to just be like, man, hey, 
this nigga Niles been fucking, all right? And I'm worried and blah. I'm, and I'm just like, yo, like, we don't need to talk about this. You can't be on the rise hitting it raw, Niles. We're worried about you. That means Hello. they believe in you. Yeah. If they thought you weren't going to go nowhere, they'd be like, you can bust wherever you want. <laughs> they were like, look, you. this is our nest egg. We need to keep Niles' nut contained. Multiple times, my, my biggest fear. But yeah, it's, it's been a lot of people being like, it's been a lot of people being like, you using condoms, right? Like, it's just so many. That is so funny. I love, but also I love this window into the conversations of responsible black men. I, y'all because need to be checking out each other like see, that. And it'll be like comedians. I'm not even like super. It's not even like I'm not like super close to it. Like with, I like be at the improv and some like older nigga be like, "Hey, I heard you been fucking a lot. You you using condoms though? All right, all right man, just worried about you." Yeah, People talking about you fucking. I'm not. That much? I'm not yes, about I don't know. But do you, do you talk about you fucking that much? No, do I know about this. I don't have any jokes no. about it. I don't talk That's about. What I'm saying. I don't talk I about. Didn't know I don't that talk about, about you, Niles. People, Good for when, you. When he talks to me about it, I'm always like, I be telling. I'm like, I feel like I just. This nigga said I don't talk about it to other people. He just, just said it on the podcast. podcast but then, you know, whatever. <laughs> Very much. This yeah. is an exclusive. <laughs> I've been celibate all December. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna try to be celibate for the rest of the year. That's right. like my goal. Because I'm not ready. I'm look, because I'm still. I feel like I still look pretty youthful and great for my age. I'm not ready to be babysitting nobody's kids. Don't be bringing nobody's kids around here. And I feel like. Whenever people are like, who do you think is the first person in your friend group who's going to have a kid out of my comedy group? And I have said numerous Ugh. times that I feel like Niles has a love child he don't know about somewhere. Oh, my he's gosh. Waiting There's some girl just watching his follower count right on Twitter. Like, it's okay, bag. baby. We going to get it. Just She's about like to pull a... watching in the shadows. <laughs> I'm joking, Nas. Nas is so sad She's right about, now. To pull a dra- about to pull a Drake on his ass. Y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I have this. no doubt in my mind that if that did if that did happen, I have no doubt in my mind that Nas would be a great dad. I think he'd be a good dad. Oh, yeah. I would be <laughs> happy. Face. I was just thinking, like, yeah, I would watch that baby a bunch. Nas is gone all the time. I'd watch that baby. <laughs> I'm trying to go. I'm. I don't like traveling as much as Niles. I'll. I'll watch that baby. It's cool. <laughs> now, now, now. Oh I feel like now goodness. the woman listening to this is going to feel the courage to tell everybody. <laughs> Y'all gonna get me oh. caught up. <laughs> um, oh my goodness! Definitely kidding. Um, is there besides Niles's pending? of fatherhood is there any pivotal moment in your friendship that you can remember that you feel like really made you feel like you were best friends um hmm, i would probably say for me it was definitely like when i started like having a lot of like recurring deaths in my personal life um niles was just like one of those people who just would just drop what he was doing and just like come check on me or like ask me how I'm doing or like come pick me up and we'll grab a drink or a bite. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think moments like that were when I realized like, we're like really like, this is a best friend. This is someone that like is going to be like family to me someday. Cause like 
it's hard to find people like that in LA who just do that. And there are a lot there. I'm lucky enough to know that there are a handful of people in my life who are like that, who, who that I've been blessed enough to have in my life. But it's when I first moved to LA and I first started stand up, it was, you know, it's hard to find people who are just like, when you're going through like really personal shit like that, like a death in a family or like, you know, or something really personal going on with your own health, having someone who's just going to be like it's hard sometimes to find people in LA who want to be your friend when you're not being fun. Thank you. Or on. that part. Yeah. So like they'll meet you out and be like, Oh, you're cool. But if something like not hot happens, they're just like, Oh, right. this is a real buzzkill. I'm going to go ahead and head out. Absolutely. Like, let me know when you're in a fun part of this that involves some sort of spiral that I can like ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That part. So I think for me, that was when I realized, like, when, because the last, you know, I've had my share of, like, just, like, personal tragedies over the last, like, five to six years, and he was just one of the, you know, one of a few people who just, like, really checked in on me regularly, made sure I was good, and, and a lot of people don't realize, like, uh, I appreciate when people do that shit, because it, it, it helps, it really does, when you, because you be in those mental spaces where you feel like you're fucking suffocating, when you're dealing with stuff like that, especially when you're in a city like Los Angeles, where the the motto is go, go, go. And we're comics. So we're always on the go. We're always doing shit. Yes. So when something like a death happens to us, a lot of times we don't have a lot of time to sit down and really process how we feel about it because we have to just keep going. There's a you got a show tomorrow. Right. You got work the next four days. You got all this shit you got to do. And so just having people yep. having people who actually step outside of that and be like, yo, like, you all right? Like, how are you really? And so that that means a lot. Mm -hmm. Those are... Mm, yeah, and it is kind of a sacrifice on their part, too, as a friend, because like you said, Chaz, there's so many things outside of that that could just be like, okay, well, like, my friend's going through something, but I have this show or I have this audition or I have this mm -hmm. thing where, like, they also have to care enough to stop what they're doing, too, mm -hmm. for to be there for someone, yeah. so... Oh yeah, that means a lot. Mm -hmm. What about you now? Yeah, no, I, I, know he, I know he'd do the same for me. So it's just like it's no, it's no problem with it because this shit is like this mm -hmm. shit is tough. Like being an artist and especially in the age of the internet, it's just like it's it's hard to do this shit because and like you said, like we're always moving. It's like the last time like I found out like a family friend passed away, it was right before I was about to go on stage for a show, mm -hmm. and it's just like, oh, all right, well. Let me call you back. I got to go do this thing mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about it or whatever. But it's, yeah. just, yeah. it's just tough. And so it's just like, when I, have a friend, when I have a friend going, I know how tough that shit is. So it's like, when you have a friend going through that, you want to just try to help. And, and I feel like, you know, we yeah. don't have like the answers to stuff, but a lot of times, I, like me personally, I feel like Same. people are yeah. just there. Yeah. You know, that's like, it's just, it helps a lot. Better. It helps a lot, like not yeah. feeling alone. It does a lot because, you know, also too because of the field we're right. in, we, you know, a lot of comics struggle, struggle with mental health issues. And so just knowing that yeah. you have people yeah. in your corner when you're at those moments where you're at your lowest mentally, it can really change a lot of shit around for you. It can really pull your, it can really help you pull yourself up sometimes. Like there are moments where I have moments where I'm just mentally at my worst. And, but knowing that, like this past weekend when we did the two, when we did the Niles' uh, big ass Christmas house party, like we did the two shows. Despite what I was going through, I know I knew that that was going to be something that like his support and him being there and, and like outside of the stand up shit was going to help 
give me the, the you know the strength to pull myself up mentally and be like all right i could do these two shows i'm gonna be good mm. you know because going into the weekend i was like yeah. i am uh this right but i gotta do stand-up <laughs> you know like that was where i was yeah <laughs> but i did it and we had a great time and it's just like reminders like that like you're gonna be all right it's gonna you know mm. it's hard but you're gonna be okay And it is a weird kind of feeling to, like you said, push through something like that and be kind of reminded of the joy that you get to feel for doing something that you love that much while being alive. And that being like a part of you being allowed to kind of start grieving because you're still in a place where you're supported. Mm -hmm. Like you were at a show with your best friend. You know what I mean? Like the people that also it's like really good to do something like that but have like one person that is also watching you do your job well and knows what's going through your head so that added thing of like we're having fun but later we're going to talk about how we had to do a show after you heard that your fucking family member died you know what i mean mm -hmm. is there anything you both kind of already list the thing but there's anything that we didn't discuss that your best friend is helping you get better at you think so I would say Niles has definitely helped me get better at my screenwriting. Really? I would, yeah. Not sure. yeah. a surprise. Yeah, for Man. sure. Yeah, I've learned to, and and the, since we've started writing together, I've, I just I've learned so I just because like from the time we started writing together, leading up until us pitching that TV show, it was like I had to learn as I went along because I didn't. I, there were a lot of stuff that I still didn't really know or understand in terms of terminology and things like that. And so I had to, I had to really like just learn as I was going along, but like I picked up so uh, picked up so much and absorbed so much from him that um, it just, I feel like it definitely made me a much, much stronger screenwriter. That's what's up. You owe me $500 then, nigga. But um, <laughs> he, uh, no, nah, I definitely like, I think, uh, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Okay. Man, master classes be expensive. Oh, <laughs> Judd Apatow making all kinds of money. Level, um, <laughs> right? I was like, wait now. But uh, I think I think watching him do comedy has definitely helped me with like even like the subject matter I tell jokes about now because it's like if you look at like um, my set now compared to like my first special and stuff, I think the the degree of difficulty and then like the stuff I talk about is definitely more like taboo and edgier because like him being like a gay black dude just him talking about his mm -hmm. life is like edgy you know what i'm saying like it's funny how like his just regular experience to most people are edgy because they don't know gay people and stuff and so it's like watching him tell jokes that he knows will probably make some people feel uncomfortable but mm -hmm. he's gonna get to the point and make people laugh anyway it's been so cool to watch and it's kind of it's definitely helped me with like eh, i want to talk about this but i don't know if people are ready to hear about this this mm. concept or this this thought and i'm just like eh, chaz would do it so i just do it you know so. oh i love that oh uh, well thank you both so much for joining me today i'm going to end with a quick little speed round of questions okay. um between the two or um i've you are supposed to answer this for your best friend okay um what do you think is your best friend's biggest pet peeve oh, oh shit 
He don't like when white girls be talking loud and shit. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Wait, it's like white women around. He would prefer them to like be quiet. <laughs> like in public, like at the movie. Nah, it just it hanging out in a group. Like he, Taz will be like the first one to point out, like that white girl doing too much. Like he, that's like he definitely end up like that. really obnoxious people. And I find that sometimes, like when we're in like after shows, we meet people who are like fans of like either one of our stand up, but some of them just kind of like be doing too much, and I'm just like, bro, chill. <laughs> like, doing it. I love it. And Chaz, I love that your pet peeve as a gay black man is just people being a lot. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> too much. You know, but, too much. I don't like it. You know, if a gay man tells you, you could all dial it back a listen, bit. If a, if, in Chaz's opinion. Listen, if a gay man tells you you're doing too much, then you're doing too much. Right. <laughs> I, know. Um, I would say, I feel like Naz's pet peeve probably would be um, in life or just like, in like, I, I, Either, yeah, like just whatever you could know. I, I feel know, like pet peeves can be broad or very specific. Oh yeah, I think I, I thought of two of them. I think Nas's pet peeve in stand up is he hates when people run the light at a show that where comics are bad. <laughs> he literally will look at me and just walk out. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> uh, I furiously text my group text if people at a at a show are running the light or doing like full sets badly in between each comic oh, yeah. i'm going to my group tags yeah. that's like where i go to vent about yeah. that look at niles is making the <laughs> nastiest face right now like he's so like it's like something smells but also he's disappointed <laughs> that's what his face looks like right now i would say his life pet, like his his pet peeve as a person outside of stand-up um i feel like niles hates when he doesn't like when you impose people on him that he hasn't had a chance to get to know at his own pace that's like something i noticed that like he really he really hates that like if i oh is that something that happens to you a lot now he made a noise like wow yeah Yeah, because i because he's like like, yeah in the time that i've known him like if we're gonna be hanging out with another person like tell me beforehand so i can kind of prepare myself that like nowadays like people like introducing me today for like family members without telling me like, we'll be, like, hanging out, like, oh, yeah, my sister's just down the street. Let's meet my sister. Like, that just happened. Yeah. I don't like shit like that. Now, it's like, I ate an eighth of mushrooms before I came over. I thought it was going to be just us. Yeah, I didn't no. be out here meeting siblings on the fly. Yeah, no. We doing drugs. Like, you'll be introducing me to people. <laughs> you can't introduce me to family. I be doing drugs. Oh. Yeah. No, that's very valid. I have absolutely felt like the ambush. Of yeah, it does. It, it definitely feels me like that. Thinking I'm going to hang out with one person, and it's like multiple what people. Is this? <laughs> I wouldn't have hung out with all. Of you. I would have stayed home if I knew it was going to be like this. Yeah. Oh man, that hasn't happened to me in a while. But that is very yeah. infuriating. Well, I stopped doing. I used um, to in the beginning when we first started like hanging out, hanging out. I would sometimes do that, and then I realized he didn't like it, so I stopped doing it. Or unless I told him heads up that there was gonna be someone there he doesn't really know, because yeah. he'll literally show up and be yeah. like, he'll look, he'll literally show up and be like, who is this? <laughs> he won't say, like, he won't be very. Ca- <laughs> and they're like, I can hear yeah. you. <laughs> he'll just look at me like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> so it's just like one of those. But I get it because it's just like you know, like you said, if you're su- expecting to hang out with one person, you show up, especially if you show up just kind of like underdressed. And then you like they drag you to someone's house and you're just wearing like whatever. 
Oh, <laughs> yo, I was something you said earlier made me think about this when you go somewhere and it's like I'm wearing like oh when we were talking about like best friends and not doing anything it's like if I come over in leggings and like a t-shirt and sneakers and you're like oh let's go here it's like no uh-uh. I'm in a leggings outfit absolutely not I I'm not trying to go nowhere <laughs> absolutely not I'm on leggings man right. I... <laughs> we're not these are like tops us going to urban outfitters after we get ice cream Tops, that's the level of public I'm trying to right. be in. I'm not trying to go somewhere. And be out, out. Oh my god, I hate when people do that. I hate when you should like disrespectful. You, you show up to hang out with someone and I've had like friends like invite me over somewhere and I show up dressed in sweatpants, think I'm gonna hang out at their house, and then they like, Oh, my friend wants to go to a bar, you wanna come along? Why the fuck would I wanna go to a bar? Look at what I'm wearing. <laughs> do you think I wanna go? <laughs> what the fuck? Is this you testing how I feel about myself? What's happening? Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> just because you mentioned road trips, which one of you is the better driver? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's not even, you might as well just do next question. I can go on about this for 20 minutes. Look, I got a whole joke about how I got to drive him everywhere. Forgot about that, but also I respect Chaz is just like as if he's in a clamshell brushing his hair back. Like, look, I need to be carried. I'm so sorry. He like when he whenever he makes it gets rich, he knows what he has to do for me. He tell her what you gotta do. What, what you buying me? A new car. Yep. <laughs> all the my all the Chaz miles I didn't put on my little my little toy uh my little Honda. I'm, I'm Chaz said no. Chaz said it like he knows he really has to. I really, I kind of do. Like I kind of do. I know. I kind of do. Know. He's taking me. He's giving me rides to like everywhere, <laughs> like work, doctor's appointments, whatever you name it. <laughs> so uh, I like. I feel like the wait, least. Wait, Chaz, I can do. you just don't drive, or you're bad. Okay, so I have a license. I'm just a bad driver. I'm just not a great driver. But are you worse than me? Like, are you uninsurable? I'm like barely insurable. <laughs> um, I feel like currently probably. I backed into a lady yesterday and was just like, "What? What are we doing?" Um, I feel like I'm I'm like teetering between being uninsurable and not, <laughs> but I'm not a good driver. Like, I'm not. I've I gotta. I feel like I'm at so a place funny. where I have to basically like be retaught how to drive all over again because I'm just that terrible at driving. <laughs> I don't I think it's a numbers game I think there's just too many cars here and I'm just bound to hit some of there's them there's too many people driving I, that's why I'm moving to New York I'm tired of driving because people in the valley also drive wild like I may be like slow or like bad at merging or whatever but there are people in the valley that do that will just like stop in the middle of the road to drop someone off without putting their hazards on like they literally act like they weren't taught to drive. So. What the fuck? <laughs> um, oh so God. I have one one last um, hypothetical for you as friends. If just Ch- you and Niles, if just Chaz and Niles were given a like charter colony to Mars, and you were given food, water, and shelter. What would your best friend's like next priority be? Weed. Like if you could, li- <laughs> that was pretty. Absolutely. Fucking you fair. said what? Food, water, yep. and weed. 
I think it'd be weed, and then I think the next priority would probably be, like, sex partners. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say that because that's what I was thinking was, like, so what's up? Is there, like, a club? What are we doing out here? Are we speed dating on Mars? How are we figuring out who's sleeping with who, you know? <laughs> How's this swiping? His radius is like 80,000 miles. <laughs> it's like light years or whatever. <laughs> I feel like for him, it'd be like an anime library. Like he would need a bunch of like different anime shows to watch up there. Yeah. And then he would need a laptop. Because yeah. I, I know how much he loves to write. So like he would need something yeah. to like document and write things. Yeah, Chaz would need anime and then a shipment of tall niggas. <laughs> a shipment? <laughs> Not a shipment. Chaz's dates be looking like the, the Lakers. Shut up. <laughs> Stop! Shut the fuck I don't think I've ever seen anyone Chaz dated. I love oh, uh, it. Niles is the numerous men that I've dated. <laughs> Niles always tells me the same thing when I bring. He's always tells me the same thing when I bring a dude around him. He's like, he's like, what did you say? You said don't. You said what did you say? One time he told me he's like, oh, well, you better make sure he's not abusive because I can't fight him off. (laughs) He decides that he wants to put his hands on you. (laughs) He said something. That nigga put his his hands on you. I might just have to help him because that look. You a foot, you a foot taller than me. Ain't nothing I can do about that, bro. <laughs> oh my god! I do love oh, that. Man. Oh, Niles, do you feel any kind of like protection over Chaz <laughs> if you meet someone he's dating and you like get like if you as Chaz ever dated someone you met and you didn't get a good feeling about him or do they always seem chill and you don't like feel away? Uh, yeah. I mean- he, he's dated a couple that like I didn't really like the vibe, but I just, I usually me personally I don't say anything whenever my friends somebody I don't really like because I just you'll figure it out. Yeah, he tell me straight up. She'll be right there. He'll be right there. He'll be like, I don't know. About her. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, she can hear you. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's, there's never been a girl I brought around Chaz that didn't just absolutely love him. As soon as they meet Chaz, we go home. Chaz is just so great. I love him so much. And I'm just sitting there in the head. Well, he hates you, bitch. So. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. That'd be the saddest part. That'd be the saddest part when I got to break it off with them because they're like, damn, you're going to miss Chaz. Like... I mean, no. Chaz not even gonna remember your name. Well, he said he don't even know your name. Well, because I can. Because Chaz, are you trying to be polite and you're like, I don't like this girl, or they just have they can't read that you I'm don't like good, them. I like to I like to think I'm a good read of, of character when I meet new people, and a lot of times I can tell very quickly when yeah. someone is being overly nice to me for the sake of like making me like them. And I feel like some t- I feel like some of the girls he's brought around me do that, where they're just they like, know I'm like, the best friend, I'm sure right. Too, so they're so. right. They know I'm the best friend, and so they. I feel like a lot of them are like, not a lot, not all of them, but some of them have been very like, just like this like f- sort of fake nice, where they're just like, oh my god, hi, 
we're gonna be best friends. It's like, no, we're like, not. Mm-hmm. I just met you. <laughs> I just met. I'd only know. I'd only known her for like an hour. I was like, what? <laughs> now, also, the idea of now is just knowing that these women are fucking up, being like, oh, okay, like- <laughs> well, that was a good run. <laughs> you. <laughs> When when you said that that girl friend. said that in real life, you grabbed you. your necklace and darted your eyes around the room like you felt uncomfortable again. Like, who well, is this? I'm still looking for who she thought she was. Like, so funny. But that is also, I think, something that you can pick up in L.A., is that being your way of being friendly is like we're best friends and some people that might still work on it's like no absolutely not um yeah no i already have one you're trying to have a baby with him um right (laughs) thank you both so much for doing my podcast this was so much fun um tell people where to find you. you Instagram, Twitter, I mean, uh, Polly Pocket Negro. There we go. Louise, <laughs> oh, Chaz. Yeah, I'm Negro. on Twitter. My name is Chaz. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Pocket Negro. Yeah, follow me. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Niles100. Yay. Niles is that. I understand why Chaz is being very protective of you and your dick and what comes out of it niles because i do feel like you are working really hard to make a lot of really cool things happen and chaz just wants to keep the trajectory of your shared empire on point so he can buy you a car faster um well i see yeah i just because i see like like you said earlier it's um i've told him this many times but like Niles is one of those people that I just I one of those friends where you can see you can see his trajectory for him because he may not be able to see it. Well, he probably sees it now, but he may there were points where he may not have been able to see it. But I just see how big and successful he can become. So I'm just like, if you're gonna do all that and have a baby, like at least get to get the bag first before you start popping out babies. <laughs> you know, like, that's like I just see all the things that he can do. That I see where he's going. Just because of, of how talented he is, yes. so I'm like, you know, there are times where I feel like I have to like, you know, pull him aside as a best friend and be like, nigga, focus. You're not focused. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know yeah. she she's pretty, right? She's pretty. You're absolutely right. She yeah. is pretty. But you know what else is pretty? A network job. Get you. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode um, and want to listen to the other ones and make sure that you don't miss new ones when they come out, follow um, the Best Friend Show with Katrina Davis at BF Show with KD on Instagram and Twitter. Um, or you could follow me as an individual at Katrina Savad because I'm a comic too and we all do stuff and it's pretty hey. cool. So <laughs> thank you all for listening and have a good day yeah. slash night, whatever. Bye. <laughs>